time now for University Showcase, spotlighting the athletic programs at Trebekah University, Tennessee Tech University, and throughout the Ohio Valley Conference. University Showcase is presented by Legends Bank, Tennessee Tech, Trebekah, Delta Dental, Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers, Jackson Boone Racing, Sam's Sports Grill, and Sam's Place. And now, here's your host for University Showcase, Hall of Famer, Greg Poe. Good Saturday morning to you. How are you doing? Hope you're staying warm before the blizzard of 2024 arrives. Will Brown, Greg Poe, right here in the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center studio. I want to thank Greg Ruff for sitting in for me uh, last Saturday. I was out on the road with TSU up in Moorhead, Kentucky last Saturday morning. So, Will, good morning to you. How you doing, sir? Oh, about to go buy all the eggs and milk for this upcoming <laughs> blizzard. Eggs and milk. Okay. Well, what can we do without them? Right? Right. Uh, stay warm. Anyway, a um, lot coming up this morning. Coming up at uh, the OVC segment at 820, it is Moorhead State uh, uh, Athletic Director uh, Kelly Wells is going to be joining us. Also, uh, coming up at um, 840, pretty neat deal. Elliot Johnson, former uh, Trevecca baseball coach won 330 games there and a Hall of Famer and one of his former players, good buddy of mine, Clay Boone, uh, All-American. So we're going to revisit that uh, at about 840 this morning. And, you know, nothing, you know, as the blizzard of 2024 approaches, uh, nothing like thinking about beach volleyball, right? Zach Weinberg is the coach of Tennessee Tech Beach Volleyball. Good morning, Zach. How you doing? Good morning, Greg. Thanks for having me back, and uh, I'm doing well. Can we just not think of the beach right now? I mean, let's just do that first. <laughs> this is exactly when you think of beach. You think of warmer times and, and the excitement of being in the sand, right? You've been through it once. What did you learn to do, and what did you learn not to do from that inaugural 2023 campaign? Yeah, we learned how to stay warm uh, <laughs> because we had never played outside before, so we are going to layer. Uh, thankfully, we're not going to start next week in the sand so we will stay warm uh, in the weight room next week but um yeah we, and we learned that uh, if it's too cold and the sand freezes even though we think we should probably be out there it might not be the best time to uh you know take take our, our rakes and make some pickaxes if the sand is frozen it's probably probably a uh, a note that we shouldn't be out there well just the the year one just take us through it a little bit some of the highlights and some of the things uh, that you saw as markers for where you wanted the program to launch? Sure. But, I mean, to me, the biggest highlight was um, a, a team that had never played outside really buying into being out there and uh, just watching the success grow along the way. We we spent the first month of the season really figuring out what we didn't know, which was a lot. And we needed to figure out how to compete and how to win out there and, um, and, and really how to transform our games into beach volleyball players, being what we had. We would you know, 12 players on that team and um, none of them had really played beach volleyball I and mean, one had played a little bit, but competitively we were all new. We were all rookies out there. And so it took, um, I'd say probably half the season before we really looked at each other and could say, all right, this is what we can expect now. This is what we should be doing and let's make this change. And so, you know, I, I think the biggest accomplishment is you know, we, we finished fourth in the OVC, which was, um, which was ahead of the other uh, program that was making its inaugural season, and it was ahead of another program that had been around uh, for an additional year. So 
that was kind of a benchmark for us, and we could put us in this, like, okay, these three teams are still very new out here. Let's be the best of that, and that'll be a great first year. Um, we, we were competitive in every match we played in OVC play, and, and that was uh, kind of my goal is as we grew, let's, let's just make sure we're heading in the right direction. So I think going into this year, we've got, a, we've got this expectation and this standard now because I don't think we could say there was a standard last year for what we wanted to do. We didn't know what that standard could be in order to meet it. Uh, this year, that's different. And so we want to you know, we want to make a jump. We want to be more competitive within the OVC, uh, competing for championships. We always want to do that at Tech. I mean, Mark Wilson does a great job of you know, really getting us to believe that we are competing for championships and graduating all of our student athletes, which volleyball has, has done a great job of. And so um, we're, we're ready to, I think, compete for a championship in beach volleyball in year two. And that's an exciting place to be for us. Talk about just player acquisition. Do you recruit them for the traditional and push them to the beach or vice versa? How's that working? Because it's two-pronged with the volleyball program, indoor and now outside. Yeah, right now we're still recruiting indoor volleyball players. um, And we are – the beach thing is is now brought up within the recruiting process. You know, for the team that we had that we – I'll say inherited for the beach team. Um, that was our indoor players that was already here, and they were thankfully excited about it. But now we've got into the recruiting process with uh, with two classes now where it's like, hey, this is something that we have and something that you know, we'd like you to play both sports. And so I know you don't have a ton of beach experience, but I think your game would translate well out there. Um, it actually led us to – we got a mid-year transfer uh, from UNC Asheville who – has a lot of beach experience. And this was sort of the first, um, I guess the first person that I would say is both fully an indoor player and a beach player. And the fact that we had both programs was a big, big draw for her. Um, that was what she wanted. She wanted to be playing collegiately uh, on, on the beach level and, and continue her, her indoor career uh, at a new place. And so she, it was a great fit for her. And she's going to make a big impact in our beach team this year. So, we're still not recruiting fully beach-only players. That's, I hope, on the horizon very shortly. Um, but, yeah, we are recruiting. Our, our indoor recruitment has changed just a little bit now that we're, we're looking through it uh, with two lenses rather than just you know, the lens of indoor. Zach Weinberg with us, uh, head coach, beach volleyball, Tennessee Tech, here on University Showcase, uh, the Tennessee Tech segment every Saturday morning, and also the associate head coach of the indoor program as well. All right, just the basics of playing the sport on a hard surface compared to the sand. How different or how similar, and how do you prepare uh, your players for that, or how do they prepare themselves for that? Because I would assume just even the simplest of minds, the footing is different. Yeah, the footing the footing is different. Um, yeah, it's, we talked a little bit about trying to stay on top of the sand, which is, um, you know, easier said than done because sand sinks and you sink into it. But uh, on the whole, I mean, it's these kids are such high-level volleyball players that it's sort of just first nature. They they recognize the differences, and when when you're indoors and you know you have that harder surface below you, you you know what you can and can't execute with your feet. You know um, that it's going to be a little bit easier to jump. Uh, where the, the sand is sort of the great equalizer. Um, you know, people. Yes, you can you can move well in sand, but it is harder to jump in. Um, if if you don't get your feet directly to the ball, 
you, you're kind of in trouble as far as wanting to do what you need to do with it. And so that's really the biggest difference is making sure your feet are getting to the ball. And it's got to happen a little bit quicker um, because you just – you don't have as much time to stand, just sort, just sort of eats you up. And so are there some things you can do out there you can't do inside? Absolutely. We like uh, – you know, we're, we're kind of we call it dolphin diving. You know, a little bit like a dolphin coming out of the water and, and landing sort of on your stomach. Um, in the sand, you can do that. You got a nice cushy surface under you. That's gonna you know allow you to land and, and cover some ground in the air that way. You do that indoor, you're uh, you're not gonna be breathing for a minute. Uh, you're gonna <laughs> knock the wind out of yourself. Um, we had a couple players find that out the hard way when we went back indoors. You know, this fall. And so it's just a few little adjustments, some little things here and there that you are legal outside, uh, but illegal uh, inside and vice versa. And so it's just, it's allowing your brain just to kind of switch over a little bit and say, all right, where am I? Cool. Let's do this. And it happens within, now it'll happen in you know, practice or two. They'll, some of the indoor stuff, they'll shake and they'll be right back on the beach and, and vice versa. You know, Zach, when I, more obviously the layman when it comes to volleyball and particularly beach volleyball when you look at post game you look at statisticals uh like if i go to a, a, a football game i look at total offense time of possession turnovers basketball defensive percentages all those what do you look for i mean i've seen uh opponent hitting percentage aces per set digs per set blocks per set just what do you look for if I'm looking at as a layman to, to see that you had success statistically, he tries to say. Yeah, and in beach, that's very difficult. Um, and that has been a big change for me because I came into the sport as a stat guy. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of cut my teeth as an analyst. And um, so statistically indoor, that's, that's where I thrive. I mean, those are like the things you're talking about, opponent hitting percentage and side out percentages and just breaking down different standards within positions indoors is, is pretty easy because there are just a number of stats that are just at your, you know, your discretion to just look at and go, okay, this person, if this goal is, you know, if my outside hitter is supposed to hit 230 and that's a good number for us to be, this one is achieving that, this one's right on the cusp, this one's not. Let's probably play the two that are, are pretty close to that. Outside, we don't have that. Um, the only stat we really have in beach officially is wins and losses. And so, you know, we've created some stats. We, we're really big on, um, on point differential within practices. So we created this real intricate spreadsheet that, you know, updates and says, okay, this person, we'll, we'll keep track of every, every point that we play in competition in practice we're, we're scoring. And we'll throw it into this spreadsheet at the end of practice and say, all right, this is, you know, my eyes told me that I thought this, this player was, was having a pretty good day at practice, but the numbers are telling me that, yeah, they, they really did. And, you know, they're winning a lot more in our practice courts than they are losing. Um, maybe this is someone we need to consider having in a higher pair. And then at that point, it's, okay, this person needs a partner. Who's going to best uh, complement this person? Or who, if we put them with, will we'll get the best out of somebody else to make them a great pair? Because you know, there's nowhere to hide on a beach court. You know, if, if you play the first contact, that means you're probably playing the third. Um, and you've got to do all the skills, you know, out inside when you've got six other people and, you know, there's the ball might not find you, but outside it's going to find you. And so we've really got to figure out who's going to complement each other the best. And, you know, without the stats of, okay, this person's killing a lot. And now we can take those stats too, but in matches, we're not going to get those. We don't, we don't get a single stat sheet. So 
it's got to be all right. Who's gonna who's gonna work the best together to win at this level flight? You know, who is gonna be my ones pair and my twos pair, and, and are they gonna be successful there? Um, you know, so that's that's sort of the biggest stat is wins and losses. So we have to sort of manufacture and, and fabricate our own within the practice setting of you know this is this is what it's gonna take for us to be successful and and maybe we come up with some new ones this year. Um, we have a, a new assistant coach that's going to be helping me outside um, he's got a lot of beach experience we, he and I go back a long way so we've got a, um, a really good relationship and um, he's going to bring some, some value to, to the practice gym and, and maybe think of some things that, that we haven't thought of before so I'm excited to see what, what he's going to do there but yeah it's, it's not a stat heavy sport um, and that's sort of driven me nuts at first because that's, <laughs> that's, how, I, that's how I think Yeah, that's, that's what we got to do yeah, how much does the weather play a factor entirely yeah um, yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. Last year, our second practice, um, yeah, our first one was relatively cold. We started February 6th last year outside, and yeah, it was it was relatively cold, but we could deal with it. Well, day two, we had some of those uh, those pretty crazy Upper Cumberland winds that Cookville is so used to, and um, we had pretty consistent like 20 to 25 mile an hour winds with 40 mile an hour gusts. And in hindsight, we probably should not have been outside. But uh, what we were, and we were practicing, and um, just that wind. I mean, the, I have a video of one of our players. She passed the ball forward by about six feet, and that ball ended when it hit the stand. It was about 14 feet behind her. You know, the wind just caught it and took it right back over her head. And for a team that had no idea what they were doing uh, on day two, I don't know if 40 mile an hour and gusts were the best thing for us. But, um, you know, the wind, wind and, and rain. Uh, the only time we're not playing is if it's lightning. And so we've got to figure out how to play in the situations when it's raining, the ball gets heavier and it's, it's harder to, to maneuver and really do what you want to do when that ball is really being weighed down. Um, sand sticks to it more. And so things that you can do with ease, you know, all of a sudden you've got sand splashing into your eye and you still have to figure out how to win a point. Wind, you have to account for it. There's a good side and a bad side on the court. You know, if you're going into the wind, you're on the good side because the ball is going to, you know, hang up a little bit to be a little bit easier to serve. Um, if you're you got the wind at your back and you're serving, it's a lot harder. The wind's going to carry it, and your margin for error just got a whole lot smaller. So all things you have to think about um, that indoor you, you definitely don't because there's not going to be any wind inside. So it's uh, it's a big difference once you go outside and really trying to figure out how I can best suit my game to, to play in these conditions. We didn't have to deal with it too much in competition last year, but I know the wind and, and some of the rain and the weather made us better in the practice setting, and um, I'm grateful for that. I mean, we, we would have known how to play had we been ready. Had, had the weather presented itself in competition setting, we would have been more prepared than probably some other teams that don't have to deal with weather as much because of uh, the way we handle it in the practice setting. Zach Weinberg, he is the beach volleyball coach at Tennessee Tech here, University Showcase, Saturday, Feb. Uh, February 24th down at uh, Barry College, the Barry kickoff. Zach, uh, have fun this spring. We appreciate you, man. We'll keep up with you. Yeah, thanks, Greg. I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, you know, wings up. All right. Thank you, Zach Weinberg. Right. Uh, just care. a whole different animal with the wind. I mean, you just think of volleyball. You don't think of all the different components that go out it when you have to go outdoors to play it. All right, we'll take a break. Hey, coming up, it will be Moorhead State, the OVC segment, the Moorhead State Athletics Director, Kelly Wells.
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans, searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at ttusports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together, we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. Don't miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cramped. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. 
eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at DeltaDentalTN.com. Delta Dental, they put the C in Tennessee. Lindenwood at Tennessee Tech coming up at 8.15, rather at 8.15, coming up at 3.15 this afternoon. 3.30 will be uh, the tip-off uh, uh, of that as well. So uh, uh, trying to hook up with uh, Moorhead State Athletics Director Kelly Wells. Uh, we'll just keep on uh, trying that number, if you will, please. Uh, or is he in with us right now? No, not yet, oh, but I was giving you a confirmation and say, yeah, I got you. Oh, okay, when you give me the thumbs up, that means you got him, okay? Ah. Uh, I expect you to keep calling. All right, so we got that. Also coming up, uh, Elliot Johnson. Uh, he is the former Treveca baseball coach and former Treveca baseball American Clay Boone uh, will be joining us as well. Uh, got to, as a matter of fact, Clay was a guest on this show last year. Got to meet him through Greg Ruff and Treveca. He's now become a good buddy, and of course, you hear all the Jackson Boone racing. Uh, spots uh, here uh, on our station as well. Be proud to uh, to be a, a partner with um, helping support that young man, uh, Jackson Boone Racing. Uh, let's do this, Will. Let's take a break. We'll take a break. We'll try to hook up uh, with uh, Kelly here in, in just a few moments. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Don't miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cramped. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans. Searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision. 
a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at DeltaDentalTN.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. University Showcase presented by Pogue Media this morning. Well, um, we've had to pivot, having uh, trouble uh, connecting with Moorhead State Athletics Director Kelly Wells, uh, and uh, so we'll move that and Move some furniture around. Uh, former Trevecca baseball coach Elliot Johnson is going to join us uh, in just a few moments. He was eating breakfast and couldn't break away. Uh, we do have Clay Boone, uh, All-American uh, at Trevecca. And I met Clay on this very radio show last year uh, when he came on and got to be uh, not only a big fan of his, but his son Jackson Boone Racing. He sponsors this show. And also you hear all of our sponsorships on the high school football or Jackson Boone Racing uh Mid-State Player Checkdown Game of the Week. We presented a plaque from them as well. Clay, good morning. How you doing? Greg, I'm doing good. How you doing? Well, man? doing well, doing well. Just moving some furniture uh, around this morning. Going to get Coach Johnson on here in a few moments. Uh, he went 331-52, including 140-57-1 in conference play. Uh, but uh, first, before we hook up with Coach Johnson, tell us about Jackson, Jackson Boone Racing. We want to get out that that – out there right now because we've been so supportive of what what he's what jbr is doing yeah you guys have been great um so this year we uh we're still working on a few things as far as planning and scheduling it's 
it's a massive undertaking from year to year. So we're we're very close coming up with a schedule as far as you know our plans for next year. But right now, I guess in a in a broad view, we're looking at probably running you know ten to twelve uh, races in what we call the super late model class and and rolling around the southeast and some other places. And we have our eye on the ball of maybe running a NASCAR race or two this year. That is not something that's that's uh, definitive at this point, but um, you know, always working. So at this point, we're hoping within another two weeks we're going to know what we're doing and uh, and move forward. Last year was obviously a, a great year, and um, you know we're going to try to capitalize on that and keep moving forward. So that's the game plan. Uh, yeah, Jackson, uh, just a fine young man. Took a little uh, a hit down there in Pensacola at the end of the season. Had some bad luck as well. Uh, if if not for that, the first and the last in the middle, he's a champion. <laughs> I tell you, you know, we're trying not to uh, we're trying not to dwell on on those things for sure. But yeah, the season really, uh, you know, somebody that I knew said, you know, you guys are having a dream season because. You know, I I think you know this, but I, I was not a racer, did not like racing, didn't like anything about it. And then I always say God has a sense of humor because my son um, ended up getting into it. And um, so everything's been a new, new. But, you know, playing ball my whole life, you know, it's always winning and losing. And, and you, you won more in ball and stick sports. If you, you know, you normally wanted to win more than you lost. But in racing, it's a game of failure. You know, basically – if you race 20 races, if you win three or four, you've had a really, really good year and uh, or finish in the top three or top five. And that's a foreign concept to me getting into this. But um, so, yeah, it was a great season. The end was the end was tough. I'll be honest with you. And that that last race in the snowball, we really felt we had a really good chance of finishing a really good finish. And, and we think we had a contending car to win. But um, you know, 30 laps into it, you get spun going into the turn and go straight into the wall. And obviously, you know, the rest, we had to go to hospital and fortunately he was okay, but he was unconscious in the car for a little bit of time. And that was, that was a big concern. So we kind of doing a informal concussion protocol and Jackson's doing great right now. So he's, he's getting ready for next season and, uh, and, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see what we got. We'll get a hookup with uh, Coach Johnson here uh, in just a few moments. Tell me about playing for him. Yeah, I tell you, Coach, uh, and there's so much. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story as far as, you know, I, I didn't play high school baseball, and a lot of people don't know that. And um, so, I, you know, our school, the school I went to, the high school, was so small that baseball obviously is a non-revenue sport. So they, they dropped it. And they also dropped football my sophomore year. So all they really had there was basketball. But my two favorite sports really were basketball and, and football. So, But I played a little summer league ball with Freddie Forehand. I don't know if you knew Freddie. Sure, but, uh, yeah. He, yeah, Jeff Forehand's father. And, and I'm friends with Jeff or, or grew up playing ball against Jeff. But I weighed a buck fifty my senior year. And, and half of that was my teeth. You know, I was just tiny. I didn't. I didn't pass the look test, but Freddie, Freddie said, you know, I'm going to take you around to these colleges because I think you can play college ball for sure. And, of course, I had no clue that I could. But Trebekah was one of those stops, and I just felt comfortable with, with Coach. And, uh, and he gave me a whopping $300 for my freshman year as a scholarship, and I thought that was, you know, 300000 and <laughs> and that whole bit. So ended up playing for him, and, you know, Coach – 
coach was a godsend. He took a chance on me, and you know I'll, I'll, I can never thank him enough for that. But as a as a coach, his accolades speak for themselves. I mean, obviously he's he's in several Hall of Fames. He's um, you know he's an accomplished writer. Um, he he writes his own magazines. He he speaks. He just does so many good things. But the main thing about coach is he's the most even keel man that I've ever met in my life. And and of course, you know, young men at that time, they're going to watch their leaders and those who are leading them and see how they respond and what they do. And, and Coach, I'm going to tell you, is one of the most solid human beings I've ever met. And I watched him. And uh, so, like I said, his coaching piece of it, that speaks for itself. But, um, but no, it was a wonderful four years. Um, you know, he, he taught me a lot about baseball, but more about life. And, uh, and I couldn't say enough of good things about Coach. Clay Boone with us, uh, former Treveca All-American, um, batted 325 for his career, but uh, you were a pretty good defensive center fielder, right? And a lot of people think maybe the best in program history. Well, I don't know if I could say that. Well, I, I, that somebody wrote it. Somebody wrote it. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was definitely my – if there was a strength, that was definitely my strength. I mean, once again, I was 150. I played center field, so – uh, if I couldn't run, I was in trouble. But I could run pretty good back in the day. So, um, but yeah, yeah, that's defense was probably my thing. So uh, Clay Boone with us. Uh, the we're trying to hook up with uh, Coach Johnson here in just a few moments. Also, Morehead State Athletics Director Kelly Wells will be joining us here uh, in about uh, in a little while uh, as well. The um, stolen bases. Uh, you, you. I read all this. I hear speed all over the place. You, you. Uh, I mean, and, and quite frankly, with you know Fred Forehand, of course. Let's back that up a little bit. A uh, longtime coach at Montgomery Bell Academy, of course. Jeff, now the coach over at started at uh, Good Pasture Trevecca, now at Lipscomb uh, University. So what a baseball family with that, and then uh, later on yep. with Ryan Schmaltz. But just for that baseball program, and then Ryan came along and had 228 wins. But just the foundation that Coach Johnson laid. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and a lot of people, back back when I played in the 80s and, I guess, early 90s, um, you know, we were NAI, of course, and we would, um, you know, we started out every year against Vanderbilt. That was always our opening game. And uh, and then from there, pre-conference, we always played MPSU, Austin P, Tennessee Tech, um, a couple others. But, you know, we played Villanova um, on spring break one time. So what coach would do, obviously, is put us up against, you know, D1 schools. And, and A, we'd find out where we measured up. And then, B, we competed with those guys. And uh, as a matter of fact, we beat Vanderbilt twice in my two years. And then, um, of course, Austin P and TSU, we, we would beat them on occasion. Really the difference between, you know, D1 and, and where we were was pitching depth. You know, in depth overall, but pitching depth. You know, you you go one or two with Trebekah, you had a good one, maybe a good two, but other than that, there was a drop off. Whereby, you know, those big schools, uh, the depth was there. But so, coach knew what he was doing when he scheduled things. I I really think, you know, he put us in positions, you know, where we may not succeed in that particular game, but that experience against, you know, the best of the best was going to make us and prepare us for the uh, the conference play, and it did. So I think his approach with that um, throughout the years most definitely was a contributing factor of, of building that program. And, and Coach, you know, the big thing when I first got there, you know, it was tradition of excellence. And, you know, you hear that all the time in, in sports, 
excellent, excellent. We're going to, well, he meant it. Off the field, you know, in your studies, um, everything you did, how you approached practice, everything he wanted you to do, excellent. And he wasn't a yeller and a screamer. Well, all. let's get him in. He's the talker right now. Let's get him in. We got Coach <laughs> Elliot Johnson uh, on the phone. 330 wins, uh, the all-time winningest uh, in the program there. Coach, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Did pretty well. It's uh, great to talk to you to uh, in Nashville again, and uh, I'm talking to you from Waco, Texas. All right. Uh, well, and you hear Clay Boone talking about you as well. When you think about it, it, your time at Trevecca, what are some of the most uh, the, the big takeaways for you? Well, the character of guys like Clay is uh, one of the biggest things, probably the biggest. Um, I'm looking at a picture of Clay right now when he was a freshman or a sophomore. can't remember which year, but I uh, look in his face in this picture, and I see hope and determination. And uh, those are the really thrilling things. I, I wrote this uh, highlight book a few years ago and have some pictures of players, and I kept notes all through the time there on games. And um, I just uh, was looking at this picture of Clay, and I see those two traits in, in him. And uh, that's a real thrill, and it's a, it's a great pleasure to be his friend today. And uh, I, I told kids, uh, one, one young man uh, years ago at another school I was coaching, one day called me Buddy, and I said, uh, Brent, I'm not your buddy. I'm your coach. But when you graduate and you go out and, uh, and go to work and have a family, I will be your friend. I'll be your buddy then. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm your coach now until you graduate. <laughs> Elliot Johnson with us, Trevecca Legends here this morning, Clay Boone, All-American. Um, and, and, and it says here, and I guess Greg Ruff wrote this, uh, the best defensive center fielder in Trevecca history. How close is that to being the truth, Coach Johnson? Well, I think it very well could be. And, of course, I haven't been – I haven't coached Trevecca since 1990, so that's been a long time ago. I don't know what they've had since, but he was outstanding. And uh, I remember several catches he made. He, I just heard him mention a Vanderbilt game. And I have a note here that in 1988, he made a diving catch in short center field with two outs and two on in a win against Vanderbilt. And uh, so that was a highlight. And there's a lot of highlights. He made a catch over the fence in Cumberland, at Cumberland uh, in 1989, which helped to beat Lipscomb. And we ended up winning that district tournament. And we had to have that game or we'd have been – uh, eliminated our season would have been over and i think of that uh, that was a most probably the most acrobatic or one of the most acrobatic catches i've seen clay do you remember that oh yeah i remember that well um yeah yeah, yeah i do you tell jackson you know about it yeah my you know my kids it's one of those deals they I, they know i played ball but i i don't you know i don't run around the house and talk about it with this and that. So I don't think they really know much about my past and, and they don't really care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Say, hey, your that your the dad way? was this and that, you know, your dad was the man. Yeah. Like, okay, dad, whatever. What's for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I remember that catch. Talk about the winning run foundation, coach Johnson, and just you're uh, the creator and author of magazines, uh, 
Uh, just talk about that and all the things you do away from baseball now. Well, in 1980, I started to uh, write uh, for athletes, and I would study the Bible, and uh, I read Sports Illustrated and Sports in the Tennessee and in the Banner and other places, and I collected illustrations that teach the principles of Scripture, and so I put the two together and started writing for athletes. And I started a charitable foundation called the Winning Run Foundation to print and publish uh, those uh, devotional books and some tracts. So I've been doing that for a long time. And then when I retired in 2012, uh, the Lord directed me to write for Cowboys. And uh, I've been writing for Cowboys. And um, so I realized that they are athletes, too. And uh, been used, given writing lessons and ride myself. So um, I write a Cowboys guide through Scripture called Trail Ride Magazine, and uh, I am really enjoying doing that and finding a lot of uh, that a lot of people uh, enjoy them. They need help. They they need a, a discussion of Scripture. So that's what they are. And I go to Cowboy Church every Sunday almost. Uh, different ones and uh speak and and get these magazines out wow uh that's that's just a whole another life isn't it uh with clay boone here with us this morning and also elliot johnson uh as well clay you put here the first thing you wrote to me in your notes coach was a father figure example to me all through college just talk about your father had passed away when you were young and then how coach johnson sort of filled that void for you yeah um so yeah, my father passed away of a heart attack when I was 12. So, you know, there was five five of us kids. I was the only boy. I was raised with all girls. So, um, you know, that's, that's that's my problem, to be quite honest with you, mentally. But, but no, wonderful family. Um, so from that point, um, you know, really I, I could have gone in different directions. And, and honestly, as I was moving forward, and, and sports kept me on the right track. But there were several men in my life from the time that I was 12 through, you know, my 20s that were, were very pivotal, basically, in, in instructing me and making sure I didn't go off in the wrong direction. But, you know, so what? I probably honestly wouldn't have gone to college if it wouldn't have been for baseball. And, uh, and I was always looking for that, you know, that, that role model, that man that, that could really keep me in place. And coach was it. Um, I didn't know it at the time. Um, but his steady influence, his, you know, like I mentioned before he came on the call, um, I watched him, you know, I, I watched and, and it, you know, he would say something or coach was not one of these that would proclaim, you know, I'm going to do this and this and this, and then he would do something different and, and kind of be conflicting. He did it. And so I watched how he led, um, you know, and so he was, he was, yes. He was a very big influence in my life. And, you know, you get older, you get a bit sentimental. And I even told him this a couple of days ago. You know, I got to a point two or three years ago that I said, I'm, I'm going to start calling and letting these people know who mean a lot to me, who really may not know that they kept me, you know, going in the right direction, but they filled a gap that I didn't have without a father. And, um, and he was one of those main men. And, and you know, I told him that two or three times. And because, you know, coaching, leading, 
anything you do in that aspect, it's not an immediate gratification. And you're not doing it, you know, you're really not doing it. And I know Coach is not doing it, you know, to for self-glorification. But they need to know because their work is important. And uh, I can't tell you how many young men he has probably influenced for the good. And that's a special thing because you're not making a lot of money, you know, coaching at that level. You're just not. So your whole intention is to lead young men throughout life. And he said it perfectly. He said, after you leave the university or leave me from coaching you, I'll be your friend. But, you know, what was it I saw yesterday? Coach Saban, <laughs> he said, you know, if you want me to lead, he said, if you want, if you want everybody to like you, go sell ice cream. And, you know, <laughs> so that's the thing. You know, coach, coach wasn't worried about making us happy. He knew what young men needed and he made you toe the line. And, um, so, there you go. That's that's what coach means to me. So, yeah, huge, huge. Elliot Johnson, uh, our guest, Treveca. We're going to revisit this. I know we had some scheduling problems. We appreciate the flexibility with everybody this morning. And uh, on uh, it's on our end. And we're going to revisit this a little later in the spring. Promise, guys? Yes, sir. Yes. All well, right. Absolutely. Anytime. I, I am so thankful for Clay. And uh, th- those things he just said are why I was in coaching. And they may add a lot of meaning to my life. So thank you, Clay. All right. Thank you, guys. Yes, We're going to revisit here in the next few weeks. Thank you. All right, guys. All Thank right. You, Coach. Clay Boone, Elliot Johnson right. with us. We'll take a break. Morehead State Athletics Director Kelly Wells coming up. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. Don't miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cramped. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. 
Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at DeltaDentalTN.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans, searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at ttusports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. University Showcase, Greg Pogue here, Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio, and now joined by Moorhead State Athletics Director Kelly Wells with us here on the OVC segment this morning. Kelly, good morning. Thanks for moving some things around. We uh, I actually wrote down a wrong I'll tell you what, I've had bad luck with Moorhead State lately, okay? I'll just, I'll just tell you that. It's all perspective. I'm certainly <laughs> thankful, and you know in athletics, if you're not ready to pivot and be adaptable, you're probably in the wrong business. So thanks for having me this morning, and uh, we're thankful for you and, and all you do for the conference. Well, and, and Kelly, now, Moorhead State, you didn't have a choice, right? I mean, this is something that your mom and dad put in motion from day one. Well, when you talk about somebody having DNA in their bodies, uh, certainly Moorhead State is in my DNA. So blue and gold runs through me since my early days of, you know, walking campus. My uh, parents are a huge part of Moorhead State, and, and certainly that kind of rubbed off on me. And I'm, I'm thrilled, thrilled for the journey, but certainly glad to be back home. Well, and your dad, uh, Mickey, was the all-time winningest basketball coach there, your mom uh, on campus as well. So, certainly with that. Tell me today, you're in year one of an AD at your alma mater. Why Moorhead State? Why today? Yeah, you know, you know, for me personally, this fills my cup, uh, for, for lack of better terms. I, I've had a passion for Moorhead. I always have as an alum, but certainly as a person who grew up here, you know, on my interview when I came to town, one of the student-athletes asked me, what what would I change from my experience to the experience we want to provide for our new student-athletes? And it was a great question. I had to think for a second, and I said, you know, I, I pray that you had the exact same feeling about your experience at Morris State as I did when I went through here. I want to come back for homecoming. I want to give to the university. I have a great outlook about the place. I want to make sure it's successful. So uh, that, that's kind of been my passion, to inspire the place and inspire people and really gather our troops back up and really make it the best version of, of itself it possibly can be. 
Well, and now, of course, we're having trouble with connecting with you uh, as well. By the way, uh, Molina Cucina, the best Italian restaurant that a lot of people don't know about right there in downtown Moorhead. It is a treat, and certainly it's way too close to my office. I make way too many <laughs> visits to it. Uh, I need to learn to say the words ration, but it, uh, it is a great place. I'm glad you got to enjoy it because I know you had a tough, a tough trip coming down to Moorhead, and uh, certainly I'm, I'm thankful you're doing well. Yeah, I left with several stitches above my <laughs> eye and, uh, and got bloodied right as I was going on the air, so it was quite a, a unique experience. Uh, and also, by the way, Preston Spradlin and your Eagles, your men's basketball team, I, wow, what a season they're having. And, and you'd really like to have seen Mark Freeman with this group. Of course, got hurt his thumb and is out for the year. But certainly, uh, they're, the, they're the preseason pick in the OVC for a good reason. Yeah, they, Preston does an amazing job. And we try not to throw the term elite around too often. But I think Preston is certainly an elite basketball coach. But even better than that, he's an elite man, an elite person. And we're, we're thrilled to have him in our community. Uh, he really raises the... Uh, the, the, the level here in Moorhead. And certainly we're, we're regretful about Mark not being able to play, but I think that shows uh, the culture that we've got around our men's basketball program. It's the next man up, and he's at every game, and he supports the team, and it's a, it's a great thing to watch. I don't know if you paid attention, but our, our net rating just went under 100 for the first time in a long time, and that's a, uh, that's a huge accomplishment. That's a, a credit to him and his staff. Uh, but hats off to, to Preston. As we know, it's not going to be easy down the stretch, but certainly off to a great start. OVC segment here on University Showcase. Moorhead State Athletics Director uh, Kelly Wells with us uh, as well. Uh, you got a wish list for Moorhead State Athletics. What's at the top? You know, I think one of the biggest pieces that we've always preached is our is our human resource. So when we talk about what makes Moorhead special, uh, we truly believe, and you, you found this to be true, I think, uh, our greatest resource is our people. Uh, I, you know, my biggest goal, and we can all talk about the monies we have, we don't have, and all those things are important. Uh, but my biggest thing is our people. Our student athletes are critically important to us. Our coaches are critically important. The university, you know, I'm an alum, so the, the business part department is just as important to me as the athletic department. So for me, it's about making sure that our people continue to grow and give a great experience for student athletes, and uh, they have great experiences and turn out to be great men and women and fathers and husbands. And uh, that, that's the critically most important thing for me. I, I'm truly a fan of winning. That's the greatest thing ever. But winning really is just a byproduct of doing a whole lot of things really, really good. Uh, and that's my goal is to try to make sure we do all the things really good. And then we hope at the end of the day that winning is a part of that, that equation. Well, and you uh, come from a coaching background. I know I was reading this. How cool is this? Uh, and, and I'm from Bowling Greens. My dad was a high school coach in, in Kentucky, so I know what winning the state championship in that state means. You're a made man the rest of your life, uh, and you did it at Mason County with a, a a guy who could fill it up, Chris Lofton. And I got to obviously we saw the great run he had for Buzz Peterson at, at UT. But what what a fi- I mean, it's probably a purest of a shooter. Are you taking credit for that? Well, I, I'm not taking credit for that, but I'm certainly taking credit for being smart enough to get him the ball at all times. So I, I made sure we had to play. Of course, he switched his number to five in college. He was four in high school, and our favorite play was to run four, and that just kind of meant get the ball to Chris and you other four get out of his way uh, let him do his thing. So, he, Chris, you're kind of getting a theme for me. Is I've been blessed to be around nothing but great people my entire career. You know, that's from the coaching aspect to the playing aspect to the administrative aspect. Chris is a great example. Preston is a great example. My parents are a great example. I've just been really had a lot of favor uh, thrown on me, and I want to make sure to handle that responsibly. Hawaii Pacific, 
uh, you're you're not in uh, you're not in the mountains anymore. And, and wow, from, <laughs> to go to return back to uh, the eastern part of the state. I know Pikeville University of Pikeville was such a good run for you. Yeah, we we we, we have had a great journey. It really has been special to be able to spend a few years in Hawaii, uh, do something I loved with this, which was coaching and also being an athletic director out there was was wonderful. The, the people in Hawaii are amazing. It's a beautiful country, but it's certainly not Eastern Kentucky. So I, I really miss being home. Uh, I miss my, my family. I miss my people. Uh, so to be able to come back to the University of Pikeville in deep in East Kentucky, win a national championship there, and also have an opportunity to be the athletic director there was amazing. Uh, and it just kind of culminated a topping of that, that Sunday is to be able to come home to Morehead State now and finish my career here and empty my tank for, for the Eagles has really been just something that really is a, uh, a Disney story. Well, I, I do need, before we get out here, say I do. I need a shout-out uh, for the training staff uh, there at Moorhead. Your, your lead trainer took care of me when I ran into my door uh, before the game. Uh, that would be Kyle Wolf. Want to say a shout out to him. Also at St. Clair Urgent Care, Katie Martin and Amber Ball took care of me. I was there and back on the air before tip off. Listen, I, I appreciate you saying that because Kyle and his staff and St. Clair and their staff really genuinely behind the scenes take care of everyone at our university. So thank you for sharing that. I, I didn't know if you were going to divulge how you had your stitches or how that play was going to play out in your mind, but I wasn't going to press you on that. But well, certainly thank you for mentioning those folks. I, uh, I left my phone. I got set up to do the games. I left my phone in the car. I was looking for my phone, turn around, and my door attacked me three stitches later. Uh I, I mean, I was like a stuck pig. And you guys took care of me up there and <laughs> always be a, a trip to remember. I think a lot of more, I go, you know, I grew up on the OVC. I've been an OVC fan my entire life. I remember going uh, to the Moorhead games uh, and, and Moorhead coming to Bowling Green to play Western. I just, in, in, in all the way from Donnie Tyndall's run there, Donnie's a good buddy. And just in with the Kenny for Kenneth Farid, it really is a. Uh, uh, I, I think a, it's it's a pretty well known uh, commodity basketball at Moorhead State, sure, but maybe underappreciated too. It, it could be. So, some may say underappreciated, and I'm trying to change that narrative. We're so we're so thankful for those folks, the Donnie Tindall, the Kenneth Farid of the world, that have made us great. The Brett Roberts that I played with. I mean, those folks really change the trajectory of the university and you know athletics is the front porch of the campus and we want to make sure that front porch is as well maintained and continues to do great so we're, we're going to try to get the good word out but at the same time we're okay to be in it being a hidden secret and it's not for everybody but it's for the right people so uh more has been great to me and we're going to continue to, to shout out from the mountaintop thank you kelly appreciate it man appreciate you joining us my, my pleasure. Keep carrying on the OVC spirit. And uh, as we say, you're always welcome in Moorhead and go Eagles. All right. Kelly Wells, athletic director up at Moorhead. Say, you hadn't heard that story about last Saturday. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Glad to see you here. Um, I still got, I'm getting my stitches out soon. <laughs> Crazy story. Hey, we got TSU basketball this afternoon, 315, 330. Grizzlies on into the night as well. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend. Stay warm.